0: Hey, listen, I had to switch this up real quick, man, because I know you see the I know you see the episode, and you're probably like, damn, this is a long ass episode. Look, look, I get it. But trust me, this is some fire. You're gonna want to make sure you listen to every single word. Cue the intro real quick. Ah. Be like saying not already, Joe. Make it not listen. Well, well. all right you people are now tuned in to the greatest show you hear this week (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in guys you are going to be in for a treat as usual If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and rate. We thank you for already doing that. And if you find value in any of our episodes, please share, because I know for a fact that if you find value, I know people who, you know, will find value as well. Thank you for that. Have you ever sought to understand the black experience? Well, this podcast is designed to take you through just that. You come to find out that our take on the black experience is a holistic one combining the raw and vulnerable perspectives of immigrants from Africa and our African-American counterparts. You'll go on a journey with us as we explore the stories, challenges and life lessons that create what you see today with this complex yet rich experience. Now, as you listen, may your own experience deepen and may you find more peace with who you are. I guess some people might not understand why it's so important to be cool for a black man, but I know that when I was young, it was, it was extremely important to be cool, you know, to walk cool, to talk cool, to be cool, to be perceived as cool. Nobody wanted to be perceived as corny. Nobody wanted to be perceived as being, you know, nerdy, because that meant you were less than a man. What is masculinity? I've been asking myself this question for a minute because the term is just thrown around all the time, but nobody really fully explains it. Or I never really get like a, a deep understanding about it. And in my opinion, to me, this is a necessary conversation we're actually having with my buddy, Jay West. And he was one of the first friends I made when I first moved to America. And you're gonna hear why in just a minute. But Jay West, the reason why we wanted to speak about this with Jay West is because he actually has a podcast called Being Husband. And so on that podcast, he talks a lot about these topics. So we felt like he would be a great person to really help dissect this conversation. An interesting point I want to make is that even though this is a conversation about masculinity, it also helps to shape the conversation about femininity as well. Those are two aspects that are forever tied together so we go from dating in this episode to creating tribes to interconnectedness of men and women and the importance of that to the struggles of man check it out welcome 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 to the village again making our welcome making our have a seats. we are in for a wonderful show today <laughs> <laughs> and in the village with us, we have a an amazing human being. I have gone to high school with this guy. I've been, I've been knowing this guy for 14 years now. <laughs> His name is Jonathan West. Okay. Jonathan. I love it. I'll find out. <laughs> I love the energy. <laughs> I just, yeah, I love it, man. This is great. This is oh, this is man, cool. Man. I love it. I don't and, have my African accent together. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming.
1: Yeah. And as you guys already know, it's your typical village boy. Chukwemeka. It's your boy Victor Soko, Wanchi, Akam Soko, Samuel Sado. See, so I think got to start writing that shit down. That's a whole sentence, man. But <laughs> I'm super excited for this episode, man. We've just been chopping it up before the episode and. We should have just recorded because we were, just, we're yeah. talking about some really, really good stuff. So I'm excited for everybody to, to hear the conversations we have, but also just to pick Jay mind. He's a brilliant thinker. He, he's well thought out. He does his research and he always comes to a coherent place. So you can always appreciate that. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. So um, as you guys listen, you guys are definitely, in my opinion, are, are going to enjoy a lot of you know, the conversations that we have. So a quick plug in for Jay West, if you want to hear more. Make Appreciate sure you, you tune will. into his podcast, becoming being husband or becoming. Husband. It's being husband, yeah. Okay. So we did. I don't uh, know why I keep saying becoming husband. We did a series okay. becoming husband. Okay, that's the Okay, it. yeah, yeah. So Be, uh, being husband podcast, you can find it on all the platforms um, that you can get your podcast from. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm actually taking a hiatus off okay. that. And we'll talk about that later. Yes, um, because I, it has something to do with. Masculinity and cultivating it. Interesting. So, uh, but yeah, so anyway, yeah, follow aye, us aye, on aye. everything. Um, Twitter or Twitter, <laughs> SoundCloud, Podbean, um, everything, 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 Overcast, Pocket Cast, Pocket Cast, all that, the Google, Google Cast, all that, Google Podcast, oh, all yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, as you guys heard a little bit, um, we're going to be talking today about masculinity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What is masculinity? So, um, like I said, you know, I've I've known Jay West now for um fourteen years now. Damn. It's a, that's long, a time. long time. Man. Fourteen years. And you know, it's really it's really interesting to see the growth mm-hmm. of this human being of this person become a man, you know. And I still learn a lot from you. Like, I don't know if you remember, bro, like we we will always have conversations on the phone, bro. Like always conversation on the phone. And you were the first person who actually taught me how to think deeper <clears throat> right from our conversations. I learned how to think deeper from wow. our conversation. Yeah. That's real, uh, real tough man. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank God. Praise God. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um, Cause I, in high school, I, I didn't know my, my butt from a hole. <laughs> 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 so the fact that I could bestow that on you yeah. at such an age like that, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. man. Yeah. That's God. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. um, and ever since then, like we would just always have like these, these, deep conversations at 13 14 years old Mm -hmm. and just it was it was really cool man it was really cool to to have somebody to to bounce those type of conversations off Mm -hmm. right and we get to do that today yeah on Mm -hmm. on the
1: podcast so yeah yeah. i think that's pretty cool so yeah boy so, yeah, I mean, I think especially when you're so at that age where you're the most impressionable, I mm-hmm. think it's important to have those conversations, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times in society, a lot of people don't know how to critically think. Yeah. And they don't have like the they don't have the structure in a way to analyze information and actually make well cultivated, smart decisions after that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think when you said that he set the foundation for that, that's a that's a <clears throat> life changing tool you gave I mean, him. Yeah, I'm trying wow, to say because. Wow, yeah. that sets like the foundation for him to expand his thoughts and expand his thinking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's like a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. But I think, like you said, it is God. I think God Mm -hmm. uses us to touch different people at different times. And I think J. West has always been like a good um, example of a man. So I think this is like a good fit for the conversation for masculinity. Mm -hmm. And because like the, I haven't seen... Well, I saw... Don't like, make me cry on this, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> man. I saw <laughs> Jay West. My allergies. Bro. Come on. <laughs> I saw Jay West for the first time in like... It was like four months ago when we shot... Yeah. Like we, did, we did an episode yeah. earlier. But that was like the first time I've seen you in like... Years. Damn near like... Yeah, you were 10 years. Years. Yeah. yeah, I was like, little. I, I was yeah. little. little, <laughs> dog. I was very little. No <laughs> beard. <Little. laughs> <laughs> regular. Yeah. Mecca invited me to, like, it was something, was it your birthday, birthday thing? You? Yeah, and both you and your wife, now, your now years, wife were there. Girlfriend then. Wow. Yeah, girlfriend then, yeah. now wife. So, oh, it was. Brother, yes.
0: I think it was, like, my 15th birthday. Yeah, it was wow. your birthday. 10
1: years ago. And um, wow. it's just cool to see the progression, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this, I think as a child, like, I was a kid there, but I could notice the way you carried yourself and mm-hmm. just. The energy you mm-hmm. like, you gave out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Speaking of wives, uh,
0: he just celebrated something really special. He just yeah, celebrated his yeah fourth year. Fourth year married. Let me Mary. be clear though. We've been together. We've been together ten years. Dang. We 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 2010. got together twenty ten. I remember bro. that. I remember. <laughs> yeah. You know my my <laughs> earliest memory of you guys. I remember we were in history class. Mm-hmm. I want to say this was sophomore year or junior year. Mm-hmm. And history class, and she was sitting on the far right. I remember that close to the <laughs> close to the front. Yeah. And at the end of class, I think you went to the seat behind her yeah. and you started topping it up. Yeah. He was smooth, that game. Like, hey, he was it. About it. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. He's he he, in the chair like, he like was, but he pulled up in the seat so smooth. Like it's it's like <laughs> one of those seats where like uh it's it's like section, not section, but like yeah. it's connected. The uh-huh. seat and the desk is connected. So I'm talking, I'm talking about like this man just like just like slid into the chair real smooth like perked up a little bit and, you know gave him this little smirk and I was looking at him I'm like Come damn on, man. Man, this nigga is spitting right now and and man. I remember um man. I remember Yass I think that was the first time Yass on the date mm-hmm. I think that was the first time we asked me on the date it I was like, man. Damn. Yeah, and and ever since then,
1: real man shit, that shit don't exist anymore. (laughs) The dating culture—that's another conversation. Honestly,
0: man, like I, I think that's something. I mean, we could talk about the dating culture if y'all want to get into it. Because I think, man, y'all—if y'all single right
1: now—yeah, it's a wild, wild west, man.
0: (laughs) Boy, it's a gold rush. It's a gold rush. I I don't, I don't I mean. Tinder changed everything.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, and social media changed
0: everything mm-hmm. i mean y'all mm-hmm. used to be you know in high school i was dating leah i mean i competed with five or six other guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. y'all competing with thousands of guys in the school and now her yes. followers oh, because sure. she's got and, a really good tiktok and the mm-hmm. random people that pull up on tinder that she gets to swipe oh, right on god bless which you which is crazy god yeah. bless and, you God
1: bless you. God bless you. <laughs> and the sugar baddies,
0: too. <laughs> ah! Yeah, so you talk about the sugar baddies. <laughs> man. Yes. It's rough, bro. It's yeah. rough, man. It's rough. Dating in 2020 is actually, well, it was stressful. Yeah. We'll see. Now you. That shit was stressful. You. Yeah. yeah you that shit was very stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop, bro. Because, like, and this actually is kind of, you know, a good segue into it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because, you know, as a man, like, we're, in a sense, given, like, leeway on, Dating as many people as we can. Oh, for sure. You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And I feel like that's good and bad. That's good because, yes, uh, obviously you have options, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But it's also bad because too many options too can really just have paradox choice. Yes, yeah. can get you paralyzed. And then you're like, ah, fuck. I don't even know if I want to settle down mm. or, you know, I don't know if I want to, like, you know, uh, 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 Leave. lose all my quote Freedom. unquote holds. Yes. You got yes, of my quote <laughs> <of> course, <laughs> oh, yes right. Because yes. I'm enjoying the option. I'm enjoying the the variety. Yes, but I know this shit doesn't satisfy me. Oh my gosh. Mm. You know, <laughs> know what I'm saying? So like that interesting space where you're like, yeah. man, I don't really want to date no more, but I'm enjoying the option. Yes.
1: So
0: so, sorry, so this is an interview for me, but I got a question. Yeah. That's a question because, yeah. um, did you feel like when y'all were dating? You can answer this first. Yeah. Right you now. Did you yeah, feel like when you were my dating I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking <laughs> Did you feel like you were missing something? Like do, do you actually feel in going around with all your options? Did yeah you, Do you feel like you're missing
1: something? It's a, it's a mixture of both I think naturally you as men we love freedom we like to sure. experiment with Regardless of how you want to make it seem, from a promiscuous sense, if that's what you want to do, and just from like an option sense, like what do I really like? Yeah. Um. What type? What is the template of woman that I want to settle down with, and all that. But it also creates this perception where, like you're, like you have so many options at a fingertip. Like literally, if yeah. you're accept- even if you're not attractive at all, mm-hmm. you have so many options. Mm-hmm. And now, like we're so interconnected that, like you have the reach to to go out there and get get to them. Yes. So it creates this perception that even when you meet someone good, mm-hmm. your mind does this over, like over analyzes the possibility. So it's like, okay, this person is cool, but once they show a sign of like. A flaw, yeah. your first instinct is like, man, I don't even need to deal with this, fam. You know what no. I mean? It's like, all right, wow. there's God. another chick out yeah. there that I can meet like tomorrow, wow. and like she might be a better fit yeah. or she yeah. might not be. So it's like you said, it's like this—you're paralyzed with your, with choice because it's like you never fully engulf yourself into something because once you see a little bit of flaw, you're like, man, this other side seems better, or like there's someone better out there for me, yeah. and. The other side is like, cool, then when you inundate yourself with it, it's like, damn, this is not fulfilling. I want something serious. So it's like you oscillate between the both of them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But it's like there has to be like you have to understand like that having a healthy relationship is a lot of work. Yes. And you're a flawed human being as well. So we look at it from this micro space where it's like that person is flawed. I have no flaws in myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna just bounce and when someone does that to you, your ego really shoots up. It's like, damn, this person, yeah. this person really ghosted me.
2: Yeah. And
1: it's like, yeah, yeah. so it's like this, there's this weird mental thing that goes on that actually leads people to depression mm-hmm. because it's like we've become, we judge our work by the amount of people we can attract nowadays mm-hmm. and not the amount of people we can keep. It's like, how many can I truly attract? So it's like, it's a wild That's space. Free. And I'm not saying I've got to figure it out because I'm still figuring wow. it out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm just speaking from like a very candid, honest, like position of like what I've noticed mm-hmm. from myself and from the people that I have conversations around with, you know, I'm mm-hmm. Emeka, you can answer from your perspective. Yeah. Reask your question one more time for
0: me. <sighs> Did you actually feel like, because again, my context is like I got with my, my yeah. wife mm-hmm. in high school, yeah. So yeah. that was that. Different yeah. world. I yeah, exactly. So I, I you know mm-hmm. I I'm curious to know like as you're you know becoming a grown man, you're mm-hmm. you're getting money, like mm-hmm. all this. Did you do you feel like you're miss? Did you feel like you were missing something as you were dating? Did you realize it at the time? Missing when you say missing something? Did you like you 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 say all right? I got all these options, but I really want something. Deeper, yeah then yeah then i want i want <clears throat> i want to keep what i got mm-hmm. as opposed to accrue more mm. you know yeah. what i'm saying um from this side no okay but from like a year ago yeah like yeah, i felt yeah. like i was just never satisfied yeah to be honest with you like the human nature desire is just never satisfied no you know mm-hmm. so or, so it was like That's i was <laughs> <laughs> uh i was i was watching this um this uh, video on social media about Machine Gun Kelly, he was, like, just shooting free throws. Yeah. And he had a work, he had a, a, a basketball coach working with him, mm-hmm. and he was, like, shooters are never satisfied, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're a real basketball shooter, you're just, like, never satisfied yeah. as far as, like, scoring points. Like, you yeah. yeah, look at MJ and all these people, I want like, 60, I want <clears throat> Yeah, I want that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's such an interesting correlation mm-hmm. just in human nature. Yeah. And especially in, the, in society, period, mm-hmm. with men and mm-hmm our natural like desire for you know more to hunt you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yeah for sure which is never satisfied with that shit so mm-hmm. so when i was in that phase like it was just like you know i i was in a space where you know i had experienced everything i needed to experience but for mm-hmm. some reason yeah in my mind it was like nah you haven't there's still somebody yeah. out there that yeah you haven't gotten mm-hmm. there's somebody sure. out there that you know what I'm saying that's better, or that mm-hmm. looks better, or yeah. that does this better, that that's that better. Yeah. When in reality, that's just a lie. Yeah. It really is a lie. Yeah. So so it's just a lie that we live in, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like there there needs to be more, mm-hmm. but in reality, you're not missing out on shit. Mm-hmm. You're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and for everybody listening, and obviously <clears throat> we've been there, right? We've been yeah. there. Like I said, I've been there. Yeah. Right. You ain't missing out on nothing, bro. Like it's <laughs> it's actually a lot more peaceful, like. To, to <laughs> not like chase, yeah. it's very peaceful. Like yeah. actually, comparatively, yes, it's very peaceful. Which okay. then makes me think about like just society and how like men are, just you know this the position that society places men in, mm-hmm. which is like you know what I'm saying just that that uh, uh, where it's okay to to just do whatever the fuck you want to do mm-hmm. with no consequences mm-hmm. in a sense. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. especially dealing, with in, especially in the dating culture, right? Yeah, right, right. And and ostracize women who try to do the exact mm. same thing, mm. which is which is really which is really interesting to me. And I've fallen into that into that stereotype <laughs> yeah. where I'm just like, you know, I'm doing my thing, you know. But if I see the same chick do what do I just her. did, you
1: yeah. stop hating. I'm like, Boom. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <it's laughs> like for sure, mm,
0: yeah. yeah. But that's such a that's such a me throwing, you know, stones from a glass house kind of thing. Right. For sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. The so moral of the story, man, like in when you're living that life, you don't feel like you know, you don't you feel like you're gonna miss out if you stop. But when you actually stop, you you realize you're not missing out on shit. I feel that. Right.
1: Yeah, and I think I think this is a perfect segue into just masculinity in general, because yeah. I think a big part of masculinity <clears throat> is how can men create healthy spaces and accommodate women yeah and i think the more healthy you become from a masculine perspective it changes the way you chase and it yeah. changes the way you approach women changes the way you pursue women yeah naturally and i think with we as men are indoctrinated that like a big part of our self-worth is to dominate mm-hmm. and to be in a position of power mm-hmm. and i think it manifests itself extremely Damn. well in the chase like when we're pursuing women and that's what like Mecca <clears> said like we as guys, we could play the game all we want, but when we see a woman that could play the game or like she's mm-hmm. like doing the things we're doing, I think there's like an ego thing. It's like, mm-hmm. hmm, I'm supposed to be the one in the position of power. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that thinking doesn't only subjugate women, woman, but it also represses us of like true, healthy emotions. Yeah. So it's like uh, we sometimes we th- we talk about toxic masculinity, and we think about oh, it's just strictly women that were that are. That get hurt by this, but in reality, we get hurt by it yeah. as well because we mm-hmm. become void of emotions, become void of compassion, become void of actually being able to show true love. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. when you have conversations with a lot of men, like sometimes they don't really know how to show love, mm-hmm. and it manifests <laughs> in itself in the way they treat each other as well. It's like sometimes it feels weird to tell your homie you love them. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say why is that? You know, what I'm trying to say. For sure. So it's yeah. like I think the healthier we become, the it changes everything in general especially with the chase and like being sure. single it looks drastically different you yeah. know.
0: so in this segment we talked about dating in 2020 as a man more specifically though as a millennial who is transitioning into manhood and during that segment you could hear that we're really in the space where we recognize the childish aspects of the current dating scene and growing into more of a mature perspective and the reality of the dating culture being a man in the dating culture has a tremendous advantage over women unfortunately but you know we get to truly explore our you know privilege and navigate the the options we have without really any repercussion that's what i've noticed and you know on the other side when this is overdone it has you know very very negative implic implications to which it, it could actually lead to depression you know like what vic said so as we transition into this next segment into the next part we're going to be talking about the importance of family the duality of masculine and feminine energy. I actually really, really enjoyed that part. So keep listening. Jay West, what's your perspective on that? Like what from from you know being with somebody for ten years, which by the way, is commendable, right? Within the society. Yeah. Um, even though even though in I think I think that is the way it should be right, <laughs> yeah. but you know, obviously, you know, society just just constructed completely differently. Yeah, uh, for sure. But from from your perspective, how do you view that? Yeah. Um, well, and I think you guys brought up a really good point um, when when you talk about toxic masculinity, and, and, and kind of when I like as I think about it, I really see two things I want to address. Number one. When you say society has kind of structured us in a way to encourage consumption or domination of Mm -hmm. women, society is primarily in a state of Mm self-perpetuation. And from Mm -hmm. an economic perspective, Mm -hmm. it makes total sense to encourage consumption over Preserving yeah. or overproducing. Yeah. So, interesting. So really, like, from a, like, a, like when you think in terms of like a business marketing yeah. standpoint, capitalism. capitalism, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and really, even just, I mean, capitalism is like an ism, right? But yeah. like, when you think of just the law of, of nature, anything that, if, if you want something to grow, you have to have someone to eat it. You yeah. Know what I'm saying, so, like, when I think about the way that IG is structured, like Instagram, when I think of the way that the whole world is structured, um, it's, it's bent on having more consumers and producers. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that a man that moves out of the realm of consumption and into the realm of production and pre- preservation, mm-hmm. that's when masculinity is really bestowed on him. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, he's just a boy. Cause when you think about like a mm-hmm. husband and a wife type dynamic or a father, a kid dynamic, um, you know, stereotypically, you've got the father going out and, and bringing in the bacon, bringing in the, the sustenance for the family, mm-hmm. and bringing it into the consumers, the wife and the kids. Mm-hmm. So at, at some point, that boy has to be taught, all right, as you get older, you're going to have to take on that responsibility mm-hmm. to produce mm-hmm. more than you consume. Mm-hmm. And that is when you transition into the level of masculinity. The reason why we have... You know, twenty-five-year-old guys that are still out here, you know, slaying all these women is because they've never had an experience where masculinity was bestowed on them. Mm. So they're like, yeah, "That's you know, true. There it, was no pro- there was no process into like here is man, no rite of passage." Which is American crazy. culture yeah. has no rite of passage mm-hmm. that bring it. I mean, the closest thing to it that we have, I guess you could say, is when we get a car, right? But that's when we move out. Yeah, maybe. yeah. But even then, it's like you know, a lot of a lot of kids that we went to school with their parents bought that car. So really you're just you're just making a consumer more of a consumer because they pay for all the maintenance, they pay for the gas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's there's no sense in which that boy now says, "All right, now you must bear the cross. Mm. Now you must bear the burden of responsibility and being so that you can provide for for the people that are mm-hmm. under you, for the people that you're yeah. responsible to shepherd. Yeah. You know I love I mean? the fact that you brought that up because that's something we're actually going to get into a little bit later as yeah. far as like cool. the dichotomy the between like the the black American man and the sub-Saharan African man. We can right? talk about And like that. the similarities and like the differences and yeah. I've noticed that in sub-Saharan African countries, like mm-hmm. there is some type of, well, in like the villages, True. which kind of translates into like Society, City? too. Okay. In, in For yeah. culture, which is, yeah, in culture, there is some type of like rite of passage. Sure. Like, this is what, you know, it, it may not be like crazy. Yeah. But it's something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think, let me say this too before we yeah. go on. I think it's important that the rite of passage happen between the father and the son. Mm-hmm. Because if it happens from someone else, mm-hmm. then you're now bestowing masculinity based on that household. Mm. Right. Like, so me as a West man mm-hmm. um, when I bestow masculinity on my son, it's going mm-hmm. to be based on, you know, here's, mm-hmm. you know, mainstream, you know, uh-huh. or what, here's what masculinity is. It's mm-hmm. produced. It's producing overconsumed Right. Mm-hmm. But how does that look as a Westman? Mm-hmm. Right. My, you man. know, I like to work with my hands. Yeah. So yeah. as a Westman, we we we, yeah. we work with our hands. Yeah. Yeah. That might be different from an actuary yeah. bestowing masculinity on his son. It yeah. yeah. might be different than, than you call guys. My, yeah, I mean, right. Like but so. But, but it's it's is masculinity broad scale, producing over consuming. And yeah. we can just say that that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then underneath that umbrella, how does that look in the Omeka household? How yeah. does that look? Or sorry, the Akoma household. Yeah. How does that look in the Tassado yeah. household? Did I pronounce that right? Sado. 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 Same, same. <laughs> same shit. What's so beautiful, man, is like, <laughs> you know you're, I feel like you're, that is, and we're going to get into that. But that, I feel like that's like touching into like creating your own tribe. Yeah, right? it is. Because yeah, it's sure. the same, like here's like, these are how evil people, like yeah. when you evil, mm-hmm. this is what evil people do. This yeah. is what you're about, people. Do. Mm-hmm. Or is just like more of like a larger scale thing in them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So to give you a quick example, I'm gonna highlight a tribe in uh, central South Africa called the Masai people. Now, when I came across these people, I, I thought this was very fascinating because they have a ceremonial process called the rite of passage. So what they do is when you know boys reach a certain age, you know during you know puberty time, let's say 12, 13 years old, what they do is they actually, uh, circumcise them without anesthetics. And it's these, uh, and uh, however you fucking say it, uh, basically where, uh, you, they don't, they don't get the pain numbed at all. Right now, imagine that that's their way of becoming a man. And Oh, by the way, they have to go through that entire process without making a sound. If you make a sound, that means you're not a man in their culture so you know this is an example of you know some places in sub-Saharan Africa that have quote-unquote rites of passage that we were talking about in this segment
1: but yeah so I think both of y'all made excellent points I have a quote it's pretty long quote so y'all gotta y'all gotta be ready but I I heard this it was like a thing on Instagram that somebody like reposted I thought it was just it was a good way to explain masculinity Mm -hmm. and like so it said, there's a crisis of masculinity in our time that's rooted in two competing views of power. Should power be used to dominate, control, and exploit, or should it be used to protect, serve, and create? Hmm. Goes back to your thinking of producing. Yes. It says, toxic masculinity celebrates the power to dominate, whereas positive masculinity emphasizes the power to protect. Mm-hmm. By using our masculine power to contain what is innocent, sacred, delicate, and beautiful, and protected from the violent, profane, and destructive forces mm-hmm. out there, we then earn the respect, honor, and dignity of calling ourselves oneself a man. Mm-hmm. When we use our power in any other way, we disgrace ourselves and project childish insecurity. Mm-hmm. Our role is to create safe spaces where people can be free, not and not to build for- fortresses around them. Mm-hmm. That is real man power. Mm-hmm. So I think all flows with what you're thinking of um producing. But I think also with when we talk about masculinity and you see it on social media and all these things, it's starting to have like a negative connotation. It is. So I think we need to like we need to disembody that because I think masculinity is a healthy thing at its base. Yes. But I think patriarchal domination is where the problem comes in. mm -hmm. So it's like, how do we, how do we understand what healthy masculinity looks like? And how do we understand how it manifests manifests negatively as well, but also not conflate the meaning to think it holistically men are just evil and dominant and and toxic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think, and and you, you, that's a great point. And one of the things that I want to dissect,
0: I want to push back on, is yeah. the idea that um, you know historically patriarchal uh, society um, is, is something that's you know inherently tyrannical. Yeah. And it's like one of the things that I learned just in reading through history, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we talk about the the, the movement, the, the, the feminist movement, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of emphasis on you know women were treated as property or whatever the case mm-hmm. is, and did y'all know that the right to vote primarily was tied to whether or not you could get drafted into the war. Did y'all know that? I know that. Mm-hmm. It's tied to that. So like the reason that that was set in place, like you have a right to vote you have a right to say what goes on in government is because we also have a right to like take you into a war that you really don't want to go into, mm. which was something that women, they did not want women going into war. Why? Because yeah. they could bear children. So like, the, re- the reason I push back on yeah. that is not because I disagree with mm-hmm. you know men abusing power I think that that's evident yeah. like we know that happens. but the idea that
1: her- male leadership bad. yeah the yeah. idea that
0: male leadership inherently is tyrannical oh, no, 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 no. it's not that's not true and yeah. I think that there's a lot of like rhetoric and jargon around the word patriarchy mm-hmm. which just at its fundamental level means like a male leader of a family yeah. you know? mm-hmm. like The idea that that's inherently problematic is just it's not true. And it makes for good media engagement because it gets people pissed off and riled up. And that gets to the more animal instinct of tribalism, us Mm -hmm. against them. And and, and that's, you know, that's how movements are made. When when you have a really good movement, it's important. Sorry, really good. When you have a really effective viral movement. It's really important that you have an us against them yeah, dynamic. Right, so. The problem cool. is that m- men and women need each other. And, I, and I'm going to say this. Mm. We mm. in the black community, we need each other.
1: Oh, man. for sure.
0: Like, I'm, you know, I don't hate on anybody this, this dating interracial. I don't have no problem with that. I think that's beautiful. But black men and black women, I'm going to say that explicitly and again, need each other. Because when we have these conversations about, um, you know, this even touches on, you know, privilege, when we talk about these conversations about white privilege, Mm -hmm. um, the reason that white folks have a seat at the table, frankly, is because they have built legacy that has afforded them that.
1: Fundamentally, I agree and disagree.
0: There's and I I will invite you to push back. So so let me let me get specific when I when, when people talk about economic privilege. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Specifically, when we talk about economic privilege, yeah. that has been passed down and again, you know, exploited with black slave labor. Right? Yeah, so that, exactly. That's that's a big part. You that's can't a big just, piece of it. But that notwithstanding, though, yeah. like the way in which generational wealth is created yeah. is through
1: families. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fundamentally. Yeah.
0: And so if we have that, if we create that, if yeah. we develop that, I would argue
1: that we could get to a position. I agree. I agree with that. I totally agree with that sense. But exactly. I think the part that you missed there is like white supremacy has directly affected the black family. It has. Like just with like things like the war on drugs and taking a whole generation of fathers, fathers oh, yes. away from it. That's not something yes. that's like, I do, think, I do think as black people we need to take some type of um, accountability, but also we can't like negate the fact that like 100%. white supremacy and and those systems have directly affected yes. our families as yes. well. You know what I'm trying to say. They have. So I don't think. agree with you. Yeah. Oh, so yes. it flows. I think it flows together. But also, I think the point you made about like the we need each other. I think that is a brilliant we need thing other. because I think it moves men from a position of like our job is to just be at the top and yeah. we're aggressors, we're power hungry, yes. we're dominant. Yeah. To a partnership model where it's yes. like we. We work together, and you bring different things to the table that I do not have, and I bring different things to the table have, yeah, that yeah. that you don't have. Yes, and it's, there's an acceptance in that that pushes yes. us in the right direction. Yes. So I think once when, when we have these conversations, we have to have them in totality. Yeah. And Holistic. And that's what we're doing right now. So because a lot of people are not having that. They're just talking about well, black um black men do this and black men do this, and you see this shit on Twitter all the time. No. Man. And black women do this. Black women do this. And it's like, how do we create a bridge? Where we accept, okay, like, this is what I need from you, and this is what you need from me. Yes. You know what I mean? It's a holistic thing. And, 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 that's, sure.
0: and let me say this, too. I'm going to be clear. I know that white supremacy is a thing. Oh, I know that sure. white supremacy has negatively impacted the black community. For sure. And I will not disagree with that for at sure. all. I 100% agree mm-hmm. with that. My, my, my only point is to say, okay, now that that has happened and that's yeah. caused disillusionment and disruption, mm-hmm. how do we get it back together and to get to a good Boom. position? And the way that we do that is mm-hmm. recognize that we need each other. Family. It's not a, I don't need no man. Da, da, da. Yeah. That may work over there with yeah. like them and they can try that social experiment if they want to. Yeah. But be clear. We're mm-hmm. a mega minority. We've been here the longest in yeah. terms of races and we make up 13% of the population. Yeah. That's a problem. That's so like we need each other. A, need each other. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know the numbers on the wealth that we own, but let me tell you, you know, and, and you guys might be familiar with uh, Claude Anderson, Dr. Claude Anderson, Mm-mm. you need to look up this book, Powernomics, oh, write you it Tell home. me about that. Power Powernomics, Nomics. Claude Anderson, great book. I, I don't agree with everything that, that he says, but yeah. the, the point I think that I, I want to drive home is um, when it comes to all of these, you know, when we talk about media representation, when we talk about uh, you know, wealth development, everything comes down to the, the family,
1: mm-hmm. fundamentally,
0: because out of that, everything else flows. Yeah. And so um, w- w- when we have these conversations about that, I'm very interested in that topic about what went wrong. Yeah, And, and I think everyone would agree what went wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people well, they, they have come and, say, <laughs> come and say, yeah, like, said, "Because you be
1: surprised, that transatlantic
0: slavery was a problem. <laughs> it was a big disadvantage man. for us <laughs> <laughs> moving upwardly in society." Okay? Yeah, I, I, you know, but um, but but what I, I am a guy again that is very interested on solutions and production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we? Sorry I'm going to say, "How do we move <laughs> forward, and how do we develop, and how do we grow?" And the way that we do that is for me to say beautiful black queen, you bring something different to the table. Mm-hmm. I bring something different to the table. Let's get that together yeah. and grow together. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like,
1: like, I have a question,
0: for yeah. J. West. Oh, you, um, so so, so. I, the thing that makes what comes to my mind is yeah. I always go back to like the fundamentals and like the mm-hmm. spirituality of oh, everything because I feel like yeah. Underneath everything in this world, yeah is the spiritual aspect. Like right? yes. everything happens ah. in the spiritual first before mm. the physical, right? For and sure. so it makes me think about, you know, father father time and mother nature, mm. right? Mm. And innately, you know, the, the 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 principle of gender. Yes. Right? And the principle of gender manifests on three different phases, yes. three different lanes, right? You have the spiritual lane, mm-hmm. you have the mental lane, you have the physical yes. plane, right? So the yeah. and so cool. the, the physical plane, yeah. of gender manifests as male and female. Mm-hmm. That's where you know traditionally we think about like sex, like yeah. what's your sex? Mm-hmm. You're a man and you're you're a female, yes. right? Or a woman, mm-hmm. right? And my girl hates when I say female, so I gotta.
2: say <laughs> yeah. so,
0: um, yeah. she, she's very uh, she she she's a very she's a strong feminist at heart, so yeah. gotta right? respect okay. that. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So and then and then we have uh, and then on the on the mental plane it manifests as your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And then on the spiritual plane, it manifests as, you know, quote, unquote, based on the Kabbalion, like mm-hmm. father time and mother nature. Sure. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's why we talk, you know, call earth yeah. the other nature. Yeah. And then we say father time because in nature, nature has innate qualities mm-hmm. yes. to be able to create yeah. that, that time just does not have. Mm-hmm. But time needs that creation for it to manifest and produce fruit. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. So they each other. Yeah, yeah. So so to fundamentally break that down to on the spiritual level, like it happens every single where we look. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like yes. the seed needs time, time. To ground. Yeah. Yeah. And the it needs the ground and it needs time to grow. To grow. Yes, sir. Ideas need environment and time to grow. Yes. You need both at the same time. So yes. for me. When I started to understand that, that's when I translated it into the physical aspect of mm-hmm. like, bro, like we definitely do need women right mm-hmm. and you know so it, it, me and my girl like I will look that there's, uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. a lot that she brings to the table yeah. that I just do not have yeah. at all Yeah, and mm-hmm. I probably will never have in my life be, you know what <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> but it's almost like you need a lot of time but it's almost like a life hack bro Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a life hack to be able to have somebody like that you know what I'm saying yeah. like be able to combine yes. yeah. with, and we can go so deep into that but well, I've got nothing but time. Put time. I, 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 In ancient Chinese philosophy, the yin and yang is a concept of dualism. I think I'm saying that right. Dualism, maybe, who knows? Describing how opposite or contrary forces may actually be interconnected and complementary in the nature world. So I'm gonna keep this really simple. So when you see the yin and yang, you see like, you know, the big circle, and you have the light side and you have the dark side. So yin is the dark side of the circle that represents the feminine, the feminine aspect. It represents also the negative side. Now, this is really something that I found fascinating because the word, you know, negative naturally has a bad connotation associated with it. And rightfully so. Right. You know, when things happen negatively, they usually hurt. The point I want to drive home here is that even though there is a negative aspect, it's actually what prompts prompts creating. For example, think about any success story. When does the person begin actualizing themselves? It's usually when you notice, it's usually almost always after a negative experience had happened. Now, think back to your life. Did you learn more from good moments or from bad moments? Some could really argue that the negative aspect could be the uh, the part that has the most impact on somebody. Now, the opposite, the yang, is the bright side of the circle. This represents the male aspect and is typically ascribed to the sun or positive principle. Now, even though the both sides are necessary, the concept here um, has led to the justification of the Chinese patriarchal system. The reason why is because the yang is considered superior to the yin. Where men are typically afforded leadership positions and women are typically not afforded the same ones. So when we really think about it, that concept subconsciously also has been observed in a lot of other places outside of China. Now, I'm actually really curious, like, why is that? Okay, so we've talked a little bit about that. And now the next part, what you're going to hear is our duty to human existence and black culture and being able to pass down information, you know, and to preserve our existence in a way.
1: OK, so I, I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. So from like a miscegenation Perspective, right? Wait a
0: minute. Wait a minute. 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 Yeah, yeah. minute. Get the glossary. What? What's the glossary? At? My man said, so from a. Yeah, so from a. What's the nation
1: is like when you like. Yeah. To like you gotta cross your legs when say something like this. You gotta sit back with your teeth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. nation is pretty much when like uh, like. <laughs> like when you like mix, like two races mix. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much in marriage yeah, or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So like, how does that. So, okay. So do we create a paradigm where, like, let's say, um, hypothetically, A mecca married a white woman and he had mixed kids. Do we create a perspective in which how we pass that down is just a paradigm that we can pass that down into even mixed kids or whatever? Or is it strictly like a black thing that we need each other? Or is it strictly like a man and woman? I I, I think on a macro
0: level, it's a man and woman thing. Because the, the, the thing is, and I have no problem with... Um, <laughs> when, <laughs> man, he, we need to get you some glasses. Man. Put, some, put some tape in him man. You was intelligent. That man went to Harvard. I, I got my little, you know what I'm i got my little education too. You know,
1: man, he's some decision. Man, man. man. Yeah, I'm funny, man. Oh, shoot. May Jay Wesley was trying to that day
0: <laughs> I think, uh, man, I think, uh, cause you mentioned feminism a minute ago. When we think yeah. about kind of the more radical ends of feminism, yeah. there's, there's, there's definitely a push to alienate men. Mm. Um, I agree. And that's, and that's just the nature of the beast where we're yeah. at with it now. Um, Cause there's a lot of anger, like it, mm. th- th- the honesty behind it. There's a lot of emotion behind it. And same, mm. the same thing is true when we talk about you know race relations. For sure. There's think a think lot of anger. Most, I think that's valid. I think there's some
1: validation to that too. Yeah, but that's what he's saying. Validation. He's saying like there's a lot of anger, emotion. Yeah, rightfully. Yeah, but rightfully yeah.
0: so. Okay, yeah. And yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be angry. You should just mm. get over it. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. they said. They say to us all the time. And that's so like, annoying. Mm, it's, it's, it takes, <laughs> takes, <laughs> takes time. You know what I mean? It takes, it takes time. Um, so, but, but, but. But I'm, but I'm so there's there's 100% validation in that. My, my point is to say, can we for a minute get out of you know for, on a macro level get mm. out of our ideological camps, mm. conservative, liberal, mm-hmm. um, you know, Democrat, Republican, male, female, because um, I think we could even get into the gender behind politics yeah, yeah, yeah. as well because it manifests in that. But um, the point that I'm trying to suggest is, is, can we step out of that for a minute and say what's necessary for human flourishing? Mm-hmm. What's necessary mm-hmm. for the con- good point. the
1: continuation? Of us as people. people. That you is that's a bar, saying, J. West. And we have to work together. That's a bar. And I, I agree with that. I think naturally your whole perspective on life changes when you look at life from a – because a lot of people look at life from like a micro sense. Yeah. When you look at it as, as you playing your part to the overall human evolution, yeah. it changes the way you – everything about behave, you. It changes yeah. the way you behave. It changes yeah. the decisions you make. And it changes mm-hmm. the way you move. Yeah. So I think the way you put that was just so brilliantly put because – I think that's what it is. It's like we don't get out of our ideolo- uh, ideological camps mm-hmm. because I'm right. I'm right. And it's like this micro sense of like, I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> but once you <laughs> right. once you think about it from like a macro sense, yeah. you're willing to drop your ego and have actually true conversations with the totality of it, yes, and that's where it is. It's yes. like people right. have conversations, but they don't talk about it from the totality of it. Yes, it's like I'm gonna say my points that make me right, or I'm gonna say my points that I'm gonna get from my like this view that follows and reiterates everything I think, but I'm not gonna truly have a conversation and understand the other side. And actually have a healthy conversation and try to see where's the common ground. You know what I'm trying to say? So Mm -hmm. I think naturally, just even with masculinity, femininity, with politics, finding common ground from a healthy place that does not involve hate and anger and and reaction is how we push humanity to a new place. And the forces behind that, like media and stuff, they don't want that. Because it gets boring, you know. What I'm trying to say, and they get paid off of us. This exactly, church, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. It, it again,
0: goes back to like I was talking about before, man. Mm-hmm. Like society is set up in such a way, or particularly American society, I'll say mm-hmm. that, in, in ways in which um, consumption takes place. Mm-hmm. And so, what better system than to create a false binary, right, mm-hmm. and say that you know it's either the economy or people.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's not even real life, because. Mm-hmm people need the economy and the economy needs people to work in mm-hmm, yeah. In order for, like, we gotta eat. Yeah. yeah. So like the idea that you have to choose between, you know, taking care of your family's health and well-being or going back to work is a false dichotomy. There's yeah. there's, there's solutions that could happen mm-hmm. if we found common ground. But for it sure. takes time yeah. to yeah. find common ground and yeah. it takes patience and it takes you saying, why do you think the way that you do? Boom. And yeah. it
1: takes, like, that's why... Because like, there's a like, whole
0: history in like, reason that you Boom. see the world
1: like exactly that. you know what I'm saying and it goes back to you that's why what you guys talked about it at, at the start goes back to the thing where you said you taught me how to critically think a lot of people do not know how to critically think and you have conversations you. with like about politics or about anything like you could just talk about something you could be like this person is not like like how did you get to that thought fam? Like it's like, <laughs> it's <a weird laughs> like how did you get how did you get to that thought? And it's like you don't necessarily have to agree with the thought there just has to be i gotta respect the coherence in which on how you got to that place yeah if there's no coherence and there's just a bunch of gibberish going into that Mm -hmm. then you can't respect it so it's Mm -hmm. like once we learn how to critically think and the more like like both of y'all you guys study history you guys study philosophy Mm -hmm. and those are set foundations for you to how to critically think yeah and a lot of people just don't they don't educate themselves enough to actually hold these type of conversations. So it's like when you attack them and you're like, "Well, that's factually wrong," or "That doesn't make any sense." It's like, "No, man, nah." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, nah," it's not a strong enough response to that. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what do you mean, nah, I need man? To break the and I have had a conversation with somebody. I'm the just day like, day. I'm just not even going to waste my energy because yeah. yeah. it's like this person is so committed to intentionally missing the point. Mm-hmm. So. To, to that
0: point, and there's a few things I want to say that uh, came to my mind was the first thing was um, what you said, Vic, as far as like, you know, people just don't know how to critically think. And for me, one thing I noticed is like, you know, I always take things back to like the mental, spiritual side. Yes. I just feel like it's, it's important. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's just understanding like most people, one, don't think, but also... <laughs> Most people don't <laughs> they don't, bingo don't. Bingo. <laughs> they, they don't. but I feel like the big reason why is because they haven't truly separated themselves from themselves mm. meaning Boom. meaning that the one thing that we have control over is our consciousness right yeah. but we're not we're not always subject to our human nature yeah there's a human nature side of us that is just natural okay. that that just is what it is we have an urge to argue and to be yeah, right that's, yeah that's, that's, that's human, human nature That's ego. Yeah, yeah. But we have control over our consciousness that chooses to engage in that. Yeah. Right. So I don't think people have really done a lot of work mentally mm-hmm. of like saying, all right, this is like maybe I'm not really making too much sense. Let me really just yes. like slow down and like yeah. look. Yeah. You know? Um so, so to answer your question, real quick, Vic, is you know, back to like you miscegenation. Know, yeah, miscegenation, right. whether it's like just men and women in general versus black women. I feel like, like you said, you know, I was reading this book, um, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, and it talked about, you know, is Victor Frankel. Oh, Victor, Victor uh, uh, yeah, meaning. I read that it book.
1: Phenomenal book. Like, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal book.
0: So he talks about, you know, self tra- uh, self-transcendence, self mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? For you to really find meaning in life, you need to transcend who you are as a person. So I feel like, yes, it is man and women, but I feel like also just because I'm black, I genuinely just, yeah, want to be you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like sure. you just have that natural need to be like I just want to see black people win. Yeah, yeah. you're black. Yeah, you know that saying? makes sense. That so it's like it's like the, that duality of like I understand like the human. You have a responsibility to human uh, uh, nature and human existence. Yeah, but I also feel like as a black person, I also have a responsibility <laughs> for black culture too. That makes sense. Both of them. You feel me? I feel
1: that. Uh, that that's a perfect way to explain it. Yeah. So for you, Jay
0: West, like. This is a really good question for you because we've had this conversation, Okay. what did you see growing up from men in your life? Yeah. What was that like? What's going on, guys? This is Jonathan West from the Being Husband podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Podbean. And what I like to listen to when I'm not listening to my own podcast is I like to listen to the Village Boys. Those are those guys. okay what is coming on next so we're gonna ask obviously you heard the question we asked Jay west so we're actually going to get a little deeper into father figures what we saw growing up are gender roles really that important we touch on some of this and i think it's actually really fascinating but make sure you continue to listen man. So my dad, my dad's a pastor. Um, and that's, you know, that's faith in God and and Jesus Christ has been a huge part of of my life, my whole life. Um, and so, you know, what I saw from my dad, man, um, my dad was a guy that really tried to live out uh, a life of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he, you know, he was a big wig at Hershey company for a while. And, um, Realized that he wasn't given enough time and energy to his family and he realized that, you know, God called him into the ministry. And so he gave up a corporate job and, you know, was a full-time minister and sold insurance on the side and oh. you know, took care of me and my sister and, um, you know, kind of helped elevate my mom and her career um, and made that a priority. It's and a really good, That's like Lane, though. by the way. Yeah. You're selling insurance, on the side. Yeah i yeah, think so Plus, right. yeah <laughs> anyway, <keep> going, <laughs> no but yeah man so seeing that i mean kind of laid the groundwork um for um, really who you know who mm-hmm. i would become mm-hmm. one of the things that i think my dad and i would agree on though is that um you can you can take that too far and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that i'm learning a lot mm-hmm. like from a nuanced perspective is like you can try to pour out so much for everybody that you don't take time to invest in your own year, spiritual yeah, yeah. well-being. You know what mm, I'm saying? Yeah. And so and so you you really, you know, I used to make fun of people that's like, like self-care. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I used to kind of, I used to kind of people like that. You know why? Yeah. Because, what well, here could be a reason why. Because self-care is a feminine, it's, it's more of a feminine aspect. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Yeah, yeah for sure. True. So it made you feel no, less manly. What, what, what's, what's funny is that it's seen as that. Yeah. But like most of the wisest men, mm-hmm. when you think about the men of the like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know I mean? Okay. <laughs> After yeah. he got done preaching, what would he yeah. do? He'd go in the wilderness for like three yeah. days. It was mind. like, where would Jesus say he's? Yeah. And he's sitting over there just like praying, yeah. fasting. Yeah. Self care, I still, I think, you know what I'm saying. I think energetically, yeah. spiritually, yeah. it is a feminine. To, it, it is feminine, yes, because yeah. to receive, to receive, yes. and yes. to create, and to, yes. Create yes. to emotionally connect to, hundred percent, hundred percent, for sure. And I, and I, I, think that you know, you know, it, I mean, you've talked about you know the well verseness of you with Buddhism and all, yeah, all that, yeah, but yeah. but the, the idea of the yin
1: and yang, right? There's, yeah. there's
0: always a little bit of mm. the, the the other in us. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm
1: saying? Ah Michael's a about Buddhism man. You're like Damn.
0: He <laughs> but, but that's you know what I'm saying? That that's that's you know it it comes as no surprise, you know, when you when you look at scripture and you see um you know the the father passing down wisdom to the son. Like that mm. that act of receiving mm-hmm. something is a feminine mm. You know, like you say, a mm-hmm. very feminine uh, response, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I think I, what I think is amazing about scripture and a lot of that, you know, Old Testament thinking is that um it wasn't. It, 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 it's not. It's not super dogmatic. I think we kind of made it dogmatic, mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's really more based in reality mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I think in yeah. in legislation mm-hmm. and um, legalism. You know, a lot of times legalism and legislation don't. Attribute or don't account for nature. Mm. They account for
1: productivity and efficiency. Ooh, yes. That's a bar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't even say nothing after that. I'm going to despise my- <laughs> nah, the <but>, uh, mic. But, <laughs> but that's the truth. I think for me, my perspective is like I grew up, my dad was in America when he, he moved here when I was like one years old. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, just the way the family structure was set up in Nigeria, my mom had... Eight siblings? Eight siblings. One of them passed, so I think seven now. Wow. But um she has three brothers. Okay. And the rest are all women. And wow. she's my mom's the oldest. And I think my uncle is like fifth. You oh. know what I mean? So like I still had male figures and like naturally like family friends would be around. Like my aunts got married, so I had those like versions of like fathers, and they just took me in. So like my my mom's younger sister, the one right below her. I call her husband that because a lot of like the literally the framework of being a man, I learned from him. Like I spent a lot of my time growing up and they have a kid that's like a week and a half older than me. Mm -hmm. So like they call his brothers growing up and like, just like in Nigeria, like that structure is very, very close. Like our family is super close. Like every Sunday we'll all eat together. Like we're always moving from like my aunt's at my house, I'm sleeping here. We're constantly moving. So like, I had a different view of, like, men because, like, in my family, there was, like, th- like the three brothers were surrounded by women. Yeah. So, like, the way they treated women was drastically different than, like, the way I saw other people in, like, Nigerian society treat women mm-hmm. because, like, naturally they love their sisters as much as possible. And they understood, like, they just had a different view of women. So they once <laughs> manifested in their relationship, they just treated their wives that they have now yeah. in such a healthy way. Mm -hmm. So, like, my uncles, like, they're both of them, one of them is about to be married in December. Mm -hmm. They're all married. So, like, the way they, like, balance out their woman is, like, extremely healthy. But, like, the other versions I saw in, like, Nigerian weddings or, like, marriages, it was, like, it was, like, very male dominant. Like, I'm here You're subservient to me. You do what I say. You barely have a voice. So like, it was like, I grew up in a very healthy space like that. And like my uncles would cook in the house as well.
2: Yeah. So like my,
1: like they made it a conscious effort to like, my mom was like, okay, like your uncles are cooking. And for me, naturally I'm seeing my uncle, he's a grown man. He's cooking sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like if he's hungry, like he's like, Oh, I'm gonna cook for everybody tonight. Yeah. So like that just like changed my whole view of what masculinity should look like. Yeah. Because it was like, it wasn't this space where my uncle was like, auntie go cook for me now like it was like okay like you could cook this time next time i'm gonna cook or they find a way to balance it out that's really cool so like even when my <laughs> uncle moved to england he was like he was without his wife for like a year like for a long time because of like visa and stuff he could take care of himself yeah so it was like we learned all the skills that like we needed to learn from women and understanding how we balance it balance out each other from like a, i learned it from a very young age yeah But that wasn't necessarily what I saw in the Nigerian culture. It was drastically different. So it was like, it was very confusing for me when I'm like in my house, I see this healthy way of living and I go outside and I'm like, like, why is he just yelling at his wife like that? You know what I mean? Like, why is he treating her like that? And you see that stuff a lot in Nigerian culture. Like you see men just like, they treat like, this is back down if it's still the same because I haven't lived in a culture in a while. while. But it was kind of like they were treating women like children. It was like mm. very like okay, I'm here. I'm I'm the ogami. It's like I'm I'm the yeah. the master, yeah. and you're below me. You know what I'm trying to say. So it was like there was a weird dichotomy growing up where I was like constantly like trying to figure out okay, like, which way is the healthy way to to mm. to act? Because as a child, you really don't know. You just seeing shit and you are just picking it up. Right. And sometimes you pick up shit that you don't even want to pick up, just mm. out of just subconscious wiring. Mm. So like I think the older I've gotten, the, honest, the way I've understood how to look at it from both lenses you know because mm-hmm. I mean? i've seen both sides of the spectrum you
0: know? yeah i think i think so many people get caught up on who does the dishes yeah mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know yeah. what i'm that, saying yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's like wrong, bro, bro. you have to understand and you brought up a great point that yeah. there's there's a nature to man and there's a nature to woman. for sure right but that isn't necessarily it is limiting in some respects because yeah. can't, you know Children. Yeah, we can't make kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, and, and she can't. You know what I'm saying? She can't lift stuff. This, right. you know, yeah, right, right. unless she's like a power yeah, You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? But, yeah. but, uh, but th- 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 all of the guys that I talk to on my podcast, I'm yeah. like, y'all gotta stop tripping about who does it. Yeah,
1: you gotta yeah. stop yeah. tripping yeah. about the little it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal with the grandkids. It's bro.
0: not, bro. And that's why I always break down the masculinity tip to like that one single attribute: produce more than you consume. Mm-hmm. That's to me that simplifies a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Because that might mean cooking tonight. Mm-hmm. Understand that that mm-hmm. might mean you need to produce a meal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like that goes into like your 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 responsibility just to the relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? yes like, um and then and real quick back to Vic's point mm-hmm. of like, you know, just how men treat women back home, which is gonna be a segue into this next uh conversation. But yeah. When I first moved here mm-hmm. after that, <clears throat> and I saw how like uh, women spoke back to their husbands, how they stood up for themselves. Yeah, yeah. My nigga. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I was like, what? Yeah. If this happens, yeah, but I respected it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because you know I would see like like Vic will say like I would see like men just treat women or their wives it's just wow shit Is it, man? just like you said like literally like their children yeah like I've seen I've I've seen that shit with my own high mm. eyes like when I was living in the Switzerland yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah and that's what you know if I would have stayed in that environment long enough that's probably how I would have mm. treated women too become sure that's probably how I would have become sure. but you know moving here at 11 and seeing that. Shit, women stand up for themselves, bro. Like women, women it's got their own and, and, and yeah. especially not, a property. Oh my not property, bro. Especially not property. Especially a sister is yes. not playing with you, yeah. bro, bro. My girl be putting me in fucking checks, bro. dude. And look, and like, and I love it, bro. Cause like, she's like bro, shit. cause she she lets me know, like, she gives me space to be a man, but she still lets me know, like, nigga, 100%. like. Don't, got, I don't, don't act! I don't, don't act up! Don't act up! You know what I'm saying? I still, <laughs> feel... and that's healthy. You that's healthy. healthy because it gives me some type of accountability, mm. so, and to, to, to teach me yeah. how to control my own ego. Sure, right? And yeah. to and to and to and to transcend above that, mm-hmm. which then makes me into more of a complete man. Yes. Yeah. Growing up without some sort of you know male figure, um really leaves you susceptible to learning from the world, right? The good in that is it leaves or gives the child the ability to explore his own mind and get in touch with himself and, you know, without any limitations. And the bad in that is the possibility that the child could go down the wrong path and may never get out of it. It's really scary, you know? And, you know, about 23% of children today live with single mothers, which is the second most popular family arrangement in America today. As amazing a job as single mothers do, the family structure just fundamentally is not complete, which can lead to areas in a child's life that won't be as nurtured. And that's just a reality. You know, and as a brand, we see the importance of having these types of conversation that forces one to think and help reshape perspective. Okay, so here's what's coming up next. We are going to talk about which it's going to be pretty interesting uh how we relate to each other as men and how are we starting this off we're going to start this off with a story by vic it's actually a pretty funny story listen to this
1: yeah and i think also it like it moves even from like a relation to women i think it's just in. i have a story to tell but like in general just like how older men talk to even younger kids sometimes it's just very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just very like fam. Like why are you why you got all this ego with you? You know what I mean? Because I remember when I went back to Nigeria. This was like about eight years ago. I was how old was I? I, see, I can't, I'm 24, 24 now. 24, yes. I, I'm not good at math. Math's not my short, my, not my strong. 16, I think, <laughs> whatever, man. Y'all can, y'all can figure this shit out. We shot calculators. So I go back, uh, So I go back home, man. And um, I remember it was like my uncle's wedding. Me and my um cousins were in this room and I guess we weren't supposed to be there. And like my, um, this dude came up to us and he was like, yeah, y'all yeah, gotta leave. And I was like, oh, yeah, my fault. I was being very respectful. Because, like, in Niger culture, you should respect elders. Yeah. And that's just what you, It's just the right thing to do, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to leave. Then this dude just starts going off on me. Like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, I ain't saying nothing else. He's like, are you stupid? Like, you're not supposed to be in this room. Get out of this room. Um, You guys are just stupid boys. I'm like, all right, come on, fam. Like, yeah. like and I told him straight. I was like, bro, look. I don't know you first of all yeah and secondly like i'm not disrespecting you in no way like yeah. i'm talking to you i told you hey my bad we're leaving we're literally walking out yeah. and i'm like i just don't understand why you feel like you could talk to me like that and i think it comes from a position <laughs> it comes from, yeah like I'm, a, I'm 16 years old bro like I, i'm not no threat to you in any way and i come i think it comes from a position of like they, we want to be on top all the time like i'm the big dog here this is my room you can't be here and like he could have just communicated that, communicated that to me in a healthy way. And he's was like, I'm going to tell your mom. I'm like, go tell my mom. Like, my, yeah. my mom is not going to, like, appreciate True. you just, yeah. like, I'm a man myself, too. Even <laughs> yeah. at 16 years old, you shouldn't be talking to another man like that. And yeah. I think you see different in, like, like, let's talk about just the way black men connect with each other. Yeah. And sometimes when we have conflict, you can see how egos rise up. And yeah. it's like, "Nah, I'm the big dog here. Like, when yeah. in reality, yeah. we could diffuse so many situations by just being healthy yeah you know yeah. what i mean like thinking and just thinking. being patient and being exactly. patient and these things that like men feel like they shouldn't have because it makes them be weak mm-hmm. yeah you know what i'm trying to say like if yeah. a mecca came at me with all this anger i naturally feel like i need to meet aggression with aggression mm-hmm. or else i'm i'm a, i'm soft you know what i'm mm-hmm. trying to yeah. say yeah so it's like how how can we ov- overall push being healthy in all realms of relationship because i think we've spent a long time talking about like how we relate to women. Yeah. How do we relate to ourselves as well? As you know what I'm trying to say me. as men as well. So yeah. I think the immediate thing that comes to mind is, you know, scripture says that we're
0: to be um, wise as serpents, but as gentle as doves. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Which the, is so interesting, bro. But yeah Yeah go ahead. No I, you I just love that of the dichotomy is amazing. I love that. Scripture is full I of it. I love it. it. Yeah. It's, it's so much, parad- it's so much stuff that just, it seems like it's yeah. contradictory. Yeah. but yeah. It's, There's it's so not. much truth mm-hmm. in paradox, though. Yeah. life yeah. yeah. in general, is a paradox. Yeah. yeah. But um, <clears throat> one of the things I was going to say is, is that the, the reality of that verse is that as a man, you have to understand how evil the world is, mm-hmm. right? Because the world... In society almost if if you're not thinking on these higher levels of of spiritual well-being, if you don't have a relationship with God, Jesus Christ, if you if you're not thinking in ways that are about, you know, flourishing of everybody, you think in the tertiary thinking, which I call the laws of the jungle. So when I when I mm. say laws of the jungle, I mean all that alpha dog stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I got my, you know what I'm saying? That's the laws of the jungle. Because when yeah. you look at animals, it's about yeah, who's survival. bigger and bad. Yeah. Who got the biggest whatever? It's primal. You know? Primal, yeah. And and so you have to, you know, as human beings and you know, folks <clears throat> that again, you know, particularly people that have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. you have to think on a higher level. Again, wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, understanding the laws of the jungle and you might have to flex on somebody mm-hmm. particularly because if, one of the things that Christian guys I think run into a lot or guys that you know even spiritual guys run yeah. into a lot is that they think that everybody's like that mm-hmm. and the reality is, is that there are men that only operate on the laws of the jungle yeah and so, so they as a you up. if you want to be a nuanced well-rounded man you yeah. might have to flex oh, on somebody. Go, oh, I, you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you I, might have to I, be yeah. as wise as the serpent on these You stuff. do. You know? You do. You know? And I feel like that comes <clears> down <throat> to discernment too. Discernment on a situation. Discernment and strengthening your ability to listen to that discernment. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. there is a muscle. Discernment is a muscle. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And And it might come a time where you have to, like I said, man, like there are people out there that want to harm you mm-hmm. and everybody you came with. Everybody mm. that you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. And you can't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly
1: good. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Man, man.
0: We ran into it man. I'll tell you a story, yeah. man. We we were we were at Baskin Robbins on a date. Just left the zoo, took yeah. my nieces, took them back to the house, mm-hmm. pulled up to Baskin Robbins up in Antioch, man, right over there by the Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? By yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, You know, and pulled up to Baskin Robbins. And, um, you know, this, this, this guy, you know, he's dressed as a girl, but that's inconsequential. But he pulled up and had a knife. Pulled yeah. up on us with a knife. We or were in the just, car, and we didn't know it at the time, but he was not going to window, asking me to roll it down. And I just, I had something in my, my, my spirit, man, this, discernment, you could say. I just like, no, nah. like normally I will. Like I'm, I'm a very open guy. Like yeah. I'm, I'm an honest guy, you know? And there was one point in my life where I was one of those guys that was, I'm so spiritual. Everybody, everybody's cool. <laughs> everybody's great. We nah, but there's people that operate on the laws of the jungle. Mm-hmm. Flesh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Walk by the spirit. You won't fulfill the desires of the, pl- the flesh. There's some people that only operate mm-hmm. on the flesh. Mm-hmm. And so I had some discernment. I said, I'm, I'm not going to do that. It wasn't until we got to the stoplight that I saw the switchblade in his hand. That's crazy, crazy, man. Um, and it, we went and got gun permits. Mm. And I told Leah, I said, Babe, I'm not a like a shooting guy, yeah, I'm not a killer, but don't push me. <laughs> but, but, but everybody else seemed like they want to, so I guess that's what <laughs> no, I want to do. do. You know <laughs> I'm keeping this down, I'm, I'm not I'm keeping this choosing, not because I'm petty, but because you're petty, right? You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. And thing, I think the important <laughs> lesson in that is like to understand, like. We could be spiritual, but we also got to understand that we we live on Earth. Come mm. on, bro. You feel me? Come on, bro. We live on Earth. Like we we have the capacity to still be spiritual and have that yeah. connection to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But remember where you live at. Come on, bro. Gotta <laughs> you <laughs> you got
1: to eat. Yes, oh, you got to eat. Live on Earth. protect yourself. Sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can't be you can't be pray out here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it flows yeah. back to the it flows back to the concept of like I think there's like. I said, I think I've said this quote on this podcast before. It's like you could be a whole, wholesome, um, have good energy. You could be this evolved person, this yeah. good Christian. Yeah. But you still have to tell, you still have to have the power to tell people, man, you're not gonna do that to me. You're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna do that to me, you're not gonna do that to my family. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I think you made an excellent point where it's like there's so much truth in paradox. Yeah. But sometimes people try to make these things so mutually exclusive that they Come miss. Up. The little, like the yeah. crooks and the nucleus that is yes. right there that has all the truth in it. Yes. And, and that's yes. what, like, for example, like there's like, when you think about street dudes or whatever, there's a lot of good in like that principle and like the things they abide by and like cold. protection and code and all those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of good things in like being a Christian man and all these things. But if you operate singular, singularly from either one... You're going to get hurt out here. Some mm-hmm. kind of way. If if some you're kind of a street dude, mm-hmm. some, something's going to catch up to you. You're gonna, mm-hmm. either going to get killed locked or you're going to end up locked yeah. up. If you operate strictly from like, oh, uh, and this is what I noticed from, I went to school at Trevecca, it's like Nazarene school. You meet a lot of these dudes where like, they're like- some situations happen, like, let's just talk look. about it. they like, let's just talk love. About, yeah. Let's just do this. Yeah, let's man. just, I'm like, fam, this dude just did some crazy stuff to me. You gotta and you're telling out. me, like, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pray for you, fam? Yeah. Like, like nah. No. Oh, like, what you mean? We could, we could have a healthy yeah. conversation. I can Come still on. tell you, fam, this is like, there's a line there. You're not going to yeah. watch that <laughs> and ever love. again. Yeah. Like, legit. Dude, and, and this
0: is the thing. I'm so tough. Like, I'm so tough on uh, men that are in church. Um, because they, they, they say that they're doing this because they're trying to act like Jesus. But I'm like, y'all, y'all, y'all didn't read all of yeah, it. man. Yeah, you, you yeah. just read the part about turning yeah. you in the other cheek. But you got to read that in context. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's yeah. saying because y'all are out here trying to always retaliate. It's sometimes it's not about that. Yeah. But you got to remember the same Jesus that said that also pulled up on the money changers at church yeah. and said, y- y- flipping over, t- y'all not he. Created a whip and said, y'all not about to do this in yeah. here. He told Peter. Yeah, Peter yeah. pulled up on him and said something. He's and like, think, get behind me. And Satan. I, and I believe that's an act of love, too. It's mm. an act of love. I think that's, that's
1: an act of that's love. That's a brilliant right? You got to
0: understand, yeah. bro. Love, love is, is an action verb anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We, as Westerners, have... Have adopted the Greek and Roman philosophy of love, mm-hmm. which was an emotion that you 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 it just invaded you and mm-hmm. you couldn't help yourself. Mm-hmm. But love is an action verb, which means sometimes I have to punch you in the face <laughs> because you were trying to do something to my wife. Yes, and kids, who I love, mm-hmm. who I love. Yes, and I love you enough <laughs> yes. to show you
2: that's <laughs> you not going to happen. So,
1: I care about you, bro. And you're not a bad person for doing that. And that's what it is. It's like, there was so much frustration for me when, like, I went to Trevecca and it was just like a totally, completely different space than Overton and Trevecca. And, like, sometimes I would just get labeled as, like, this wild person because, like... I wasn't. I wasn't with the bullshit. You know yeah, what I'm trying bro. to say. Yeah. And so it's like they, <laughs> <laughs> they created this perspective that like this yeah. Christianity and being a Christian man was this soft. This like oh my God, let's kumbaya. Let's hold hands. Nah, bro. Like um maca punched me in the mouth. Oh brother, let's pray. Like, what you mean? Like, like the stuff no, like that. Man. So it was like that. <laughs> that whole thinking was just like very, like, it was just very frustrating for yeah, me. Man. So I, I'm happy you brought that up. So now I can just get, get that <laughs> out know, of your my chest. chest
0: you know? I feel you, bro. <laughs> I feel you. It, it, it brings back to two parts. Uh, in the Bible it, it makes me think of like where in, in Ecclesiastes where he talks about don't be too wise and don't be too foolish mm. too you know what I'm saying mm. like y'all too, bars yeah, on this bro don't be too wise but also don't be too don't foolish. be too yeah. foolish bro you know what I'm saying just enjoy life and, and to, mm-hmm. to bring back to your point is like it's, it's the same Bible that talks about love but it's also the same Bible that talks about you know wearing uh, or carrying like you know the uh, uh, the word of, of God is like a sword, sword. Mm. You know what I'm Talks saying? About the wrath of God. The wrath of God. Of, you feel me? Like yeah, on, it's, it's it's a it's a duality, bro. And yeah. and I think it's a skill to be able to hold to both. hold both Boom. in your mind, dog. Boom. That's, you know what I'm saying? And not let one ability. take over. <laughs> yes. Bro. And see, that's to, like again coming back to this that. Is that good. This is bestowed, good. Bestowed, bro. Coming back to bestowing masculinity, it's yeah. only a father or an older man that can teach a boy. I understand your desire for conquest. Let me channel that into like something creative, mm. something that's going to build a household and also mm. not demonizing mm. him too. For, yeah. having, for him. having that. Yes. And that's what yes. I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. We're at in the culture right now. We're at a place where you got to pick. It's either mm. you hand your balls to the <laughs> world or you hold them and you flex on everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Bro, I can have my balls and still cook yes. you a five-course yes. meal. Boom. It's not either or it's not. Old, you know exclusive. what I'm saying? And that's and again, that plays into the politic conversation because it's sure. like the conservatives are like, yo, we either gotta open back up for the economy. That's what we gotta do. And yeah. then the liberals are saying, but you don't care about the hell. Yeah. It's like, bro, like for me, like, I care about both. Yeah. Because I know that. The, the guy that's conservative is thinking along, you know, maybe you say kind of basic level, I've got to put food on the table. Yeah. The other person is coming from a professor of, man, like, I don't <clears> want <throat> people to be unsafe. I don't want people to yeah. be healthy. Mm-hmm. Both and those of them are really good, have good things. At, bro, those they are both, both good things. They both have really <laughs> good hearts. Yeah. And the reality is the corporations that are behind either one <laughs> of those don't
1: want that's, you to see that. Boom. And the other person, boom. they don't want you to see and that. And that's what it is. I think once you know. Look at. A, the corporations are the ones that usually fuck us. Yeah. The, the, honestly, the yeah. corporations are the ones that usually fuck people. But people be banging for these people that are fucking them. Yeah. I'm like, man, like keep, this person is fucking and you banging for them. Like, like what, I just don't understand Come that, on, bro. bro. That's what it really it really is. I think naturally it's yeah. people, there's so much commonality there. Yes, bro. But we lose it because sometimes we're just pawns in this chess game. You know yes, what I'm bro. trying to say? Yes, so I think it's you made excellent points, and I think um, there's this guy. I forgot his name. I literally just thought about him. I forgot his name, but he he does this like thing where he goes to like inner inner city communities, yeah. and he I think I don't know if it's taekwondo or karate, and he takes these kids that have a lot of like anger and all these things, and he. You've definitely seen him. He's gone viral. Like Jason Wilson. Jason, Jason Wilson.
0: Wilson. Jason well, Wilson. Know, I'm good with his daughter. It's crazy. That's really? what's up, man. Yeah. Jason Wilson. He's a cool guy. Cool eyes yeah,
1: guy. I've listened to yeah. a lot of his podcasts, but he yeah. brings that and he channels it in such a healthy way. Yeah. So he doesn't demonize them because they have all this anger yeah. and all this testosterone and all these things, but he shows them the right way to channel it. Yeah. So I think a lot of the things we're talking about, femininity, um, masculinity, masculinity, Politics, liberal, conservative, is finding a way to channel channel these things mm-hmm. and find the middle ground and how we could operate holistically without letting one completely take over. Yes. Because too much of anything is bad. It's a bad thing. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a quick recipe and then we can jump into the next thing. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you the
0: best thing you can do to unplug from the matrix. And this is what this is what I was getting on before. Mm-hmm. I deleted all the social media apps off of my phone. Mm-hmm. I, I only access too. it on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Here's the reason why I did that, and you guys probably know this: that those companies exist for your attention. Mm-hmm. Your attention yeah. means a oh, lot That's their Dollars. bottom line. That's That's their bottom line. And so, you as a conservative, I've got to keep. I've got to keep feeding you that information. Mm. You as a liberal, I have to keep feeding you the information Echo that's Chambers. going to make you outraged because. That taps into your human primal mind yeah. to, to avoid danger. I've got to get into that. And they're exploiting that yeah. to make money. And so I deleted that all off my phone. And I only – I get on my Instagram and, and, and uh, Facebook twice a week, mm-hmm. just Monday and Friday. Mm. And I, I do my posts and I check my inbox. That's healthy, man. Because I – well, and, and it's not holier-than-thou thing. So yeah. I, Everybody don't have to do that. Yeah. But yeah, me, it works for you. I know. I know who I am. Mm. I know who I am, and I know that I'm very prone to become a a, a primal animal yeah. that's fighting for his tribe. Yes. And in order for me to yeah. have a healthy, nuanced, God honoring perspective on life, mm-hmm. and give and give you guys my best when I come in here, is I have to unplug from that. Mm. And so you know. As a result, like I have very healthy relationships with, yeah. with my friends and with my wife. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I health, with God, mm-hmm. and I have a very healthy relationship with God. I have a very healthy relationship with myself. I'm mm-hmm. very honest mm-hmm. with myself. That's factual. You know no. what I'm saying? It brings me back to this understanding of like, or well, this this quote that makes me think like, well, not makes me think, but reminded me that people are willing to die for what they believe mm-hmm. when they, they exploit this is part of evolving understanding good and evil are both necessary for you know i've always believed that for anything to exist in this world they must have a purpose they have to serve a purpose and just because we can't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't have meaning right our job is to find the meaning the older i get the more i value the importance of you know necessary evil quote unquote The good news is that we have the capacity to hold both truths and still being able to choose what way we want to go and what path we want to go down on. Kind of like what Vic said, there's there's a magnificent amount of truth and paradox. I think it's important that as we get older, we're able to be more open minded to being able to hold both of those in our minds. All right. So what's coming up next? Growing up black in America. Um, the challenges that are faced with that. And, um, you know, we understand, obviously, everybody struggles. But, you know, with this conversation, we want to definitely highlight the nuances associated with the black experience in America, really, from Jonathan's perspective. So it's really interesting. And I think you'll like it. So one thing, the last thing I want to touch on real quick was, um, like, Really talking about the dichotomy between like growing up here, yeah, as a black man, mm-hmm. and the challenges that come with that, mm-hmm. and us really talking about you know growing up in African culture. I truly do think like we're black. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's there are similarities mm-hmm. within that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's really interesting to to understand the differences I'm mm-hmm. like the 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 nuances that come with living in just two completely different cultures yeah for sure you know what i'm saying because i was thinking about this last night and i was like yo black men genuinely have to go through more i don't i wouldn't say more than like sub-saharan african men Mm -hmm. but like on top of just the struggle of just becoming a man Mm -hmm. you've got to add in like an extra Mm -hmm. uh Factor of race, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's like an extra yeah, thing. You throw a whole in. Another thing. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't. And I was just looking at the differences, you know, because I consider myself an African American, mm-hmm. right? Still having my African roots, mm-hmm. but I know I grew up in an American culture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And just looking at that dichotomy in itself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it's it's really interesting, man. Mm-hmm. Right? So how would how what, talk to us a little bit about like that experience growing up in America as so a black gift. yeah. Yeah. Um, who said this? Toby Nguigwe. He's an artist. <laughs> hey, turn uh, up. He, he, he said he, thinks, nice. he yeah. thinks every every black man needs to get uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I agree, man. And I think, you know, I, I think that he said black people in general, but, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going to say black men um, need that. Um, because number one, the idea of race is like constructed, like mm-hmm. ethnicities are like real, they're right. biological. Yes. Yeah. But like the idea of black and white, yeah. that's like, that's something that we created. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? As a, as a form of competition. It has no scientific like foundation. Was- so, it, it, interestingly, it, it has philosophical roots, but by a guy that claimed to be a scientist. So, Charles Darwin and the Origin of Species. Yeah, the, or- the Origin of Species, the full title of that, and you can Google it, I can't remember the full title, but the it was uh, The Origin of Species and the uh, Competing Natures of Races was actually the full thing. So, when you wow. read that, I haven't, I haven't read the entire thing, but yeah. when you actually read it, the, the idea was how can we um, understand how. Um, not only animals have evolved over time but how they actually compete for resources mm-hmm. and that gave way to um, racial theories racial theories eugenics all of that yeah um, mm-hmm. it was all the offshoot of Charles Darwin and I'm not you know Charles Darwin provided us some really interesting explanations yeah. on how things adapt to their mm-hmm. environments but one of the things that it gave seeds to was the eugenics movement yeah and the, the, and, and then later on, the Nazi movement, all that. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, I just recently found
1: that out. It's crazy. <laughs> I recently just found that out, like literally a week ago, that like, dark, like Charles Darwin set the precedent for a lot of racial things. Yes. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't. Ne- I never knew that. To like, I was yeah. listening to a pastor talk about race. And he, oh shit. He talked yeah, about it's that. next level.
0: But, well, but yeah. in and one of the things that that his theories gave way to was the idea of. um and it's really because there, there's it's two theories. There's one theory yeah. that says that black folks genetically are the superior race, yeah. And then there was another one that suggested, yeah, but they're the intellectually inferior. Yeah, that white
1: people are inherently um, smarter than black people. And so we have yeah. to
0: we have to experiment with them yeah. genetically, and that gave way to a lot of like
1: the, the Tuskegee things. project. Yeah.
0: The Tuskegee project. Are you familiar with this? Or not Tuskegee? What was it? The it was. They were running experiments
1: on black people. Oh, I can't remember what it, it was. was it, it's oh, not Tuskegee. It was like a disease it, thing they were putting into black people. Yeah. Like, was it syphilis? It might have been, bro. It, it was something like that. Y'all need to research.
0: I've heard. I've, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard about it. It's crazy yeah. what happened. They ran experiments on yeah. us uh, because they, 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 they. They wanted to see how it affected us, yeah. And, and so the
1: the main story, it's crazy man. It's like it's
0: why the the, 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 the <laughs> So answer your question, because I could go,
1: we could go, we could go on for days about this as well. The uh, the thing that I want to drive home about uh,
0: uh, black men and that particular struggle and that particular experiment experience is that um, we have been divorced from our inherent worth and our inherent value. And I think that one of the beautiful parts about the faith in Christianity is that it's one of the only ones that you have a connection to God simply by your being, Mm -hmm. right? You're created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to kind of think about that theology all day long. And I think that that, if you take that and you put that on the black man, you now you have a reason to exist beyond your sexuality, Mm -hmm. a reason to exist beyond your athletic. Prowess, a reason to exist beyond your ability to create good music. Which, by the way, all those things are good things, things and and a part of that image-bearing situation. Mm -hmm. But it's not; those things aren't commodities to be exploited by people to earn revenue. Those are things that are unique and beautiful and great that God gave you, Mm. and you can use them for your benefit. But understand that's you're not limited to that. Like you're a soul. Mm And I think that that's one of the things that, that black men miss. And that's one of the things that black, why black men, I think, don't um, take very seriously their need to invest in creating a family unit and creating a household name. For sure. Because I'm going to tell you, um, white folks understand that. Mm-hmm. White folks understand that theology very well. Mm-hmm. And they have I'm not saying that they do it perfectly by any means, but I'm saying that a lot of the ones that I've talked to understand that. And, and they've passed that idea along, whether they recognized it as Christian or not, they've passed that along. They've created this generation of generational wealth and of not just money, but of understanding of inherent human value and mm. human potential. And I think that we only think of that in terms of, like, what kind of team I can get on, like, if I perform well athletically, mm-hmm. what kind of, like, um, you know... Which is so deep. like deep it, You know, know what I'm saying? That. It's... it's <laughs> it, we... Human worth is like, you have, to, you have to live in a world where you understand both your potential and your limitations. Mm. And I think that um, what black men miss a lot is the potential. They know their limitations. Yeah. We know that. It's, she, white people out to get us. Yeah. These people out to, we know that. It, everybody yeah. talks about that. But nobody, nobody, nobody talks about the potential. Yeah. Because I, and I joke with people all the time, uh, we have the sauce. I believe black people have the sauce, bro. And I've said it for a long time. The reason that I know is is because Elvis Presley knew. You know what I'm saying? The reason that I know is because these record labels and these, these, the NBA, they all know. They all know that we have a lot to bring to the table. Mm. And it's important for us to know that. And the question is, why are we not talking about the potential? Why are we talking about the limitations so much? And again, it goes back to the corporations. You, 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 Corporations yeah. and governments benefit of you knowing your limitations because then you can trust them. You see what for I'm sure, saying? Follow sure. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You sure. can trust them to break those limitations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when you focus on the potential, now it's on me. Now mm-hmm. I have to say, okay, I know the limitations. How can I exploit my potential? And, and what is my potential? What, mm-hmm. what, what can I bring to the table yeah. for my own benefit? And I and, and I'm very passionate about that, bro. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I it brings mm-hmm. tears to my eyes because I've got I've got little cousins, nope. I've got I've got nieces, man. And um, the uh, and I'm gonna just say this, you know, I'm, I'm a cousin, I'm a normal cousin, but, you know, <laughs> y'all might remove my Christian card, but the, <laughs> but the shit that um black men, women are up against um, by only focusing on their limitations will inevitably make. The the powers that be more powerful because they will always look to somebody else to fix their situation. Yes. And I'm not pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. I'm turn to your mother and father and ask them for help. Mm. That's,
1: that's, that's, that is a brilliant way to put it. It's not
0: an, the Western idea of pull yourself up by your bootstraps is very individualistic. It's not real. It's not real at all. It's not real. But what's real is saying, mom and dad, I, I need you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Support system.
0: I need you to help me understand who I am as a man. Help me understand who I yeah. am um, and my potential, where I come from. What's, mm-hmm. what, what, what do West people do? Yeah. What do Tassado sod- people do? Yeah. What do Akoma people do? I need you to show me that mm-hmm. so that I can continue to build what you guys have expand to for me. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's
1: brilliant. And I want to touch on a couple of things you said and just awesome. kind of build from it. Yeah. And yeah. I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I think a lot of it is... Happens on a subconscious level. I think MLK said um, that if you look at our lexicon, even the way it describes things, it's inherently racist. Like if you look at like the, you look at the dictionary, you look at white. It's always like flawless, beautiful, pure. You look at black. It's dark. It's um, <laughs> right. so like even like the adjectives are denigrating the people that it's referring to. Yeah. So like there's yeah. this thing where like a lot of lack of self-worth in the black community comes because they've always seen themselves as being inferior. And I think, like you said, I think it's important to understand like, yeah, we've, we've gone through all these, all these things, but now actually leveraging that potential into the opposite way. And I think we do ourselves a disservice when I think it's important to talk about those problems and actually break them down. Okay. These are the shackles that are holding us down. We're not operating from a perspective of like, these are the shackles and I can't do anything. But these are the shackles. How can I create an avenue that I get equity in the system, but also push my family and push us in the right direction? Because like you said, I think sometimes there's so much anger and there's so much just like resentment that comes from that and like that being subjugated for so long that sometimes it's, it just kind of operates as a crutch Yeah, and like you never move. You know what I'm trying to say? Because you're so angry at these things that you don't leverage- the healthy emotions to go to another direction. Yes. So it's like, I think you did a brilliant, brilliant job of explaining it, explaining you. it from the perspective of like, okay, yeah, these things are against us. Yes. But how could we start looking for solutions? And you mentioned that at the start where you're a solution based person. Yeah. How can we look for solutions? Yes. Because like you said, the powers that be that thinking is only going to, it's only going to help them accrue more power. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's only gonna like we've seen it for generations and generations and generations of people acknowledging these things and like trying to fight back at it, but it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yes. So it's like, how this black people and this black men, how could we, how could we be the ones that um, I'm looking for the word. I can't think about it right. Yes. How could we be the ones that like intentionally push culture and push ourselves in the right direction? Yeah. And I think it comes down to us as men. And I think it flows on that p- partnership model. But understanding our roles, operating in that in a healthy space, and creating healthy families yes. in which we can expand yes. blackness. Yes, bro. So,
0: yes, bro. Which goes back to what you first said was everybody, like, black men need therapy. Oh, like, oh for gosh. sure. Man. Yeah. Therapy, bro. Yeah. We, got, we got post-traumatic yeah. stress. A yeah. lot of us. And one, one thing I, I, I think about a lot is, you know, going back to when you know slaves got freed mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's kind of like from my understanding and I could be wrong
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's almost like oh we signed this paper and you're free mm-hmm. yeah. free to go yeah that's it yeah now one thing i've noticed is when you've been living for a certain way for a very long time mm-hmm. to transition to something else mm-hmm. is very very hard mm-hmm. without therapy Mm-hmm. And so, and so I feel like going back to that point mm-hmm. and I talked to this, you know, a little bit with my girl, but it was like, nobody really gave slaves like a post-slavery therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, You man. feel me? <laughs> hey, it, it, which is, which, which, because they're not translating, yeah. they're they're transitioning into a, like, for the most part, a life that they really weren't used to, Yeah, before, which is, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Like, I don't have to right. be a slave anymore. Mm-hmm. and i also think that like translates generationally yes right and yeah, which epigenic would then become what it is now yeah which i think that which is good now that we're realizing we need therapy like yeah therapy was what we needed like 200 years ago yeah yeah but it's cool now that we're at least in the right direction pushing in the right direction like, so to um, further emphasize the point I was trying to make, there's something called the post-traumatic slave syndrome. So this is actually a theory that was coined by Dr. I may butcher her name, Dr. Joy DeGroy. I think I got it right. Dr. Joy DeGroy. Yeah, I got it right. Okay. So what this does is it explains the etiology etiology, which is basically like the set of causes of many of the adaptive uh, survival behaviors in the American, African-American communities uh, throughout the United States. So she actually did a lot of research and went all the way back to like, you know, different parts of Africa um, when we had like cattle slaves and, you know, things like that. Well, chattel slavery, sorry. And, you know, how that perpetuated over time, which is really, really fascinating to know, to, to, you know, have this understanding that, you know, there are certain behaviors that are in, that are, you know, embedded in our DNA that literally could be passed down. And, you know, what Vic was talking about with epigenetics. So this is something that really supports the point I was making. Um, but yeah, keep listening. And I got we one really thing to say to that. The one and the one and the one thing I will say to that is, um, I the 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 interesting part about when you follow the trend of the popularization of mm-hmm. therapy, um, not really with us, but definitely with like uh, white folks, the suicide rates haven't gone down; they've gone up. Mm-hmm. And so the thing the thing that I think is interesting about therapy, I think the reason why therapy got more popular is because because it's talk therapy, it's just mm-hmm. talking, like mm-hmm. you're talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's so popular is because we don't talk. Mm. Men, particularly, don't, don't talk, talk yeah. to each other mm. about what's going on. It's all yeah, man. Works good. Straight. Has some sales. It's yeah. flexible, but it's like no, man. But like, how are you really doing? Mm. How you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you you seem you seem tight. What's what's going mm. on? You know, ah, man. Like me and my wife, man. Like mm. she stepped out on me, man. I just I, we're not having that conversation. Mm. And I think that one of the when when black folks did. Get free. One of the reasons I think, because that that was that that happened. What was a uh, when was 18, that Eighteen hundreds. late eighteen hundreds. They survived for a long time. Yeah, and 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 Dr. Martin Luther King had his doctorate degree. Y'all understand that? Mm-hmm. So so from a college during segregation. So you have to understand that, like, there was a generation or generations that had built up themselves from the ashes of slavery. Mm-hmm. And I think primarily they were able to do that. And Thomas Sowell does really good work on this. He's a good author, um, a little bit more conservative, so you may not like it. But he's, he brings out he brings out. I am more progressive. Some people but not like him. Yeah, if you're
1: more progressive, you may not I'll, enjoy I'll, Thomas. Sowell. I'll check it out. It's
0: good. But the the, but the main point that I want you guys to take away yeah. is, is from that he he brings up a point that says you know after slavery the black family was able to survive two or three generations. Mm-hmm. Um, he follows, and he's a, he's an economist by trade. He follows that the, and his correlation isn't necessarily causal, right? But he, he follows that once um, the welfare state became as expanded as it was, yeah. and you actually could get benefits as a single mom, you could earn more money yeah. from the government. If you, if you follow me on this, you're incentivized as a black woman in America today to not have a husband in the household, to be a baby mom. You're incentivized. You get paid more money from the government to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if you have another income from a from a man, right, and you have two parent household or whatever, you're taxed at a higher tax bracket. Yeah. Okay. So he proposes that because of the expansion of the welfare state, it actually disincentivized families, nuclear families, whatever you want to call it, yeah. to black in black community to grow and to, to flourish yeah. and to continue. So the idea behind that is or the, the, the conclusion that you come to with that is why did the government think that that was a good idea? Why? Why? Why was that something that they did? Because the interesting part about the expansion of the welfare state, it happened under guess which president, mm-hmm. Lyndon Bain Johnson, same president that was uh, the one that Dr. Martin Luther King approached originally about, um, you know, more civil rights. And he was a racist. But it would work in his favor yeah. to expand the welfare state, and, and again, I'm not suggesting that the welfare state is somehow always yeah. and forever problematic. Yeah, yeah. But I'm only saying yeah. that it does incentivize, as it exists right now, it yeah. does incentivize you as a as a woman
1: to yeah. to not get married. But how how do how do men play into that?
0: Men play into that primarily because they don't stick around yeah so I that's, a, that's another big
1: portion of that for know I'm sure saying, right?
0: and, I, and, I and i don't it's
1: just, not a strictly a woman thing i think it's like it's, it's a boat thing you know what i'm trying to say 100%. and like the welfare system it's it's extremely broken don't yeah. get me wrong but i think it's, it still does a lot of good things but because does. if you look at if you look at it from an economical perspective like with, there's no capitalism without unemployment mm-hmm. it just doesn't work the way if you look at nairu and all those things and how like I think it's like the sweet spot is about like 2%, 3% unemployment for capitalism to function properly. At, properly. Yeah. So like there has to be unemployment in the system. So like yes. when you think about it from that, you need social services like welfare and things like that. But the, if export, the husband stuck around, Yeah, exactly. you
0: wouldn't necessarily – and he earned enough, you wouldn't necessarily need – boom.
1: You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's a combination of both. So I think – I don't think the welfare system is perfect, but it has flaws. But also, it's, it does trying help. Help. it's trying to help. It, sure. Some of it comes from a good place, and some of it is... Insidious. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, it's it like, in so it's like, yeah. I don't know, man. Politics is just a... It's, it's and a, I have it's no... Good, listen, good. let me say this. I have no interest in any of the bullshit.
0: Of oh, for sure. I have no sure. interest in any for of that. Sure. My only point is, again, going back to my main thesis, which is that we need each other. We
1: need for sure.
0: black men mm-hmm. to protect and create a structure of a black family house. For sure that is going to be my thesis for the day yes Thank I agree. gentlemen that's what i, <laughs> I agree to say. <laughs> and
1: i i wanted to take it back off the point of like therapy i think like you're right i think we all need therapy um yeah. as men as women but specifically as men because like john jay west said um we just don't like as men we don't talk about a lot of like shit that we should talk about yes. and we get in this space where we'll find these demons by ourselves, yes. and we do not need to do that, you know. Like, we, we just don't need to we do don't. that, especially when you have a community of people that love you. Yeah. So, it's like, like Jay West said, it's like actually asking real questions to your yeah. friend. It's not like, How are you doing, fam? It's like, How are you really doing? For real, for real. Yeah. Like, for real, like, how, yeah. like, are you, like, what's really going on? Mm-hmm. And us being comfortable enough to actually like talk about those things because. Even growing up, I saw so many, like, in the African culture, it seemed like it was a weakness that talk about emotional things. Yeah. So we've grown up in that space where we've seen that, and we think, like, talking about these things is going to make us weak. So we try to replicate that. It's like, nah, man, I ain't got to talk to you. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to create this perception, man. My sales were great this month. Um, Everything is going well. Yeah. So, like, I'm the man that you should try to replicate, like, you should try to emulate. Yeah. And not knowing that we're all broken people. Broken people, bro all of us are broken so it's like how do you create healthy spaces for you? like i said earlier the relationship between men itself has to get yeah. healthier yeah. we got to we got to be able to engage in these conversations and like and not judge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also just create a safe space for us to bounce ideas off each other and oh, yeah. sometimes it has to be this self-knowledge thing of just letting everything go yeah. because i think that's how we become healthy and that's how we change a whole generation of men yeah so yeah, man. that's my thesis for the day. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. This has it. been fun, dude. man.
0: We appreciate you coming on, my guy. I appreciate you guys always bringing like was good, phenomenal was good. information, just a great perspective. And I just enjoy just you know watching y'all talking. It is really cool, <laughs> real shit. It makes me realize how dumb I am.
1: Right now. It makes
0: me realize like damn, like your boy really need to like up his game on like some shit. You no, know what I'm which is Vic was, Vic was flexing. Hard. Nah, Have he was mis- like, bro, uh mis- 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 hold on, wait. What are you saying? <laughs> that's, the the, that's the word of the day. But misc miscegenasis. Miscegenasis. We don't even know what word. I've never heard But I've never heard that word. I don't even know how to spell I, it. No one's out. I don't even know what <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck? You know? Yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> That's how I'm a sound. Right?
1: <laughs> hey, how funny, huh? So like you need a uh what's, what's the So you, you need, need some glasses um, to say or, that word That's He
0: like, need a sweater and a <laughs> pipe. <laughs> with his
1: glasses on his leg crawl. Oh I say, And a bow tie. And a
0: bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> <In, laughs> yeah, oh, that was funny, man. Oh my, my god. My G. Hey, we appreciate it, bro. And that's a wrap. Okay. When I don't finish, I'll be yawa. But for real though, we thank you so, so, so much for listening all the way through. It means more than you can ever imagine. The fact that you guys listen all the way through probably means that you like us, even if it's a little bit. So go ahead and subscribe, leave a review. We're definitely going to read it all. And follow us on social, specifically Instagram, at Village Boys Pod. At Village Boys Pot, and it's with a Z, by the way. Um, and most definitely, and more importantly, we shall cash you on the next episode. Oh yeah, vamos!